I want to welcome you to our midweek service, and I am right now here at our new location. And as you can see, the walls are going up. I see the connect room. We have our kitchen. We have our prayer room, our classrooms, the restrooms, all the plumbing, electricity. You can also see the kids' zone area. It's all coming together with all their classrooms and worship areas. The second floors are done. One of the sanctuary walls is up. So it is really happening. And I get the opportunity to preach here from our new location. This is where Pastor John's going to be preaching maybe as early as September. So continue to pray. And I'm excited about what's going to happen here in our new location. But tonight, I want to share a word with you entitled press. It's a very simple word, P-R-E-S-S, press. Matthew 11:12. 12, a few scriptures to kick us off. The kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. That just shows there's a battle going on. Another version says the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful men are pressing into it. Philippians 3.14, I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Luke 16.16, 16, the law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached and everyone is pressing into it. You know, the word press is the word for this hour. I think a very now word. And you think of the word press, it's hard to press in when we're complacent. And right now, with everything shaking around, it's hard to kind of uh, have a routine and to really press into things. But think about that word for a minute. If you take your ring or your fingernail and press it into a sensitive spot of your, like my other hand, I'm pressing it, I'm pressing it, and you pull it away, it leaves a mark. It leaves an impression. And we need to be pressing into the kingdom of God. So it leaves an impression on us that it'll literally change us. And Jesus was all about the kingdom. In Luke 4:43, he said, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities because for this purpose I have been sent. His sole purpose, he said right here, was to preach the kingdom of God. Jesus knew how important it was for us to understand the kingdom. He preached the kingdom. He taught about the kingdom. And when his disciples finally got it, then he sent them out to do it. Luke 9, 2, he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. We are in a battle right now, a battle between light and darkness, the kingdom of God and the powers of darkness. And it's a real battle, but it's an unseen battle. Much like this virus we're in right now, it's something we can't see. We don't know who's touched what or done what or been wherever. We can't see this thing we're fighting. And because of that, we've had to alter our lifestyle. America, church, if we're gonna see victory in our nation, in our city, over this virus, we're gonna to have to change our lifestyle. We're gonna to have to become people of prayer, somebody that's pressing in to the kingdom of God. Second Corinthians 10, four, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The Passion Version says it like this, for although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle defenses. That word press, I want to give you my acronym for that word, and it's going to be some letters you can take home with you to remember this message. The letter P stands for prayer. 
I could do a whole message and series of messages on prayer to help understand that. For, for this short message, I'm going to go with the premise that you have an understanding of what prayer is. It's how we get to know God. It's how we connect to God, have fellowship with God. And it's a little more about us. But then there's an aspect of prayer called intercession prayer. That's more about others, about praying for our nation, other people, family members and friends. And it's about other people. Then there's warfare prayer. I mean, that's literally where the Spirit of God is leading us and directing us to pray prayers that tear down strongholds that come against the enemy and his defenses. You know, my acronym, uh, I usually have one word for each letter, but you get the daily double today. You get two words uh, for each letter. So you got the word prayer. See, one's for our soul and one's for our spirit because there's a battle going on right there. It says in Romans, uh, the Apostle Paul is talking about the battle he has between his soul, his flesh, and his spirit. He wants to do good, but he ends up doing bad. It's that battle back and forth. I've used this analogy several times, but if you take a white dog and a black dog and you let them fight, which one's going to win? They're the same breed, same size. You wouldn't know, really. It'd just be a toss-up. But if you just fed one dog and didn't feed the other one, you know at the end of a week, the dog that you fed is going to be the dog that wins. And man, what a time to feed our spirit man, because there's a battle going on. And there's not a more important time than right now to strengthen our spirit man, and we can do that through prayer. The other word for the letter P is passion. Webster's definition of that is the suffering of Christ the night of the Last Supper and His death. Between those two periods, we just celebrated Easter. We just read in our Bible reading those nights where the, what's called the Passion, where He had communion and then He was beaten and went to the cross. That was called Passion. The second definition of that is a strong feeling of emotions as distinguished from reason or love, an object of affection, or enthusiasm. My de definition is whatever a person is willing to suffer for. Uh, that's what passion is. You know, when I first met Sharon, she's in Florida and I was in Nebraska. And I had a passion to see her again. That meant I spent money to drive down there, you know, through the night to meet her. I had passion to work extra hard to buy her a plane ticket so she could fly to Nebraska and see her. Passion will cause you to press into things. And we live in a world of competing passions. What's your passion? It could be a passion for cars, for clothes, for movies, uh, for food, whatever the case may be. But more than ever, we need to have a passion for the things of God and press in to the kingdom of God. Because when you have a passion for something, it'll give you a desire. A desire will give you the discipline. And discipline is what gets you results. And passion is the fuel for that thing called discipline where you get to see the results. The letter R in the word press is righteousness. Righteousness is the quality of being right with God. It's something we can't attain on our own. It can't work for it. It's literally a gift from God. But it's kind of strange. The more obedient we are, the better we are, the more righteous we feel. And when we mess up a lot, the less righteous we feel. But again, we got to remind ourselves it's a gift. It's not based on what we do or don't do. But it needs to be motivated by love. Love needs to be the driving force. See, when you love somebody, you want to do the right thing for them. And when you know somebody loves you, it motivates you to want to be obedient, to want to please them, to want to love them, not to do anything that would hurt them in any way. And so let love be the motivation to move us into that thing called righteousness. You know, the second word for the letter R is reach. This is more for our soul. The other one was for our spirit. But reach means to stretch yourself, to obtain something that seems beyond you. 
an acronym I got from somebody else for the word REACH was Radical Enthusiastic Abandonment for Christ's Heart. That word abandonment really stuck with me. It means to throw off, to cast aside, anything that would hinder or get in your way. Man, we need to step out of ourselves and reach beyond our limitations. There is so much more we could accomplish physically if we would just push ourselves a little bit. And how much more spiritually? We have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead and it dwells in us. You know, maybe there's a job you've been wanting and this shakeup right now, this change of things, this altered lifestyle could cause us to uh, maybe get us out of our nest a little bit. Some of you right now could be working harder than ever. If you're in our first responders, our healthcare industry, man, continue to pray for you and pray our church prays for you because I know you're stretched a lot. But for some of you, you might not even have a job or you might realize, man, that job I had, I didn't really like it. I was just going through the motions. This might be a time to reach and maybe get a little extra training, reach a little bit, sharpen your skills. So when you go back to that job, you could do a little better job. But whenever I watch movies, if it's an action movie, there's always a scene where somebody has to reach out and get some help from somebody. We watched Jurassic Park, and there's that scene where the car's falling through the trees, and the kid's right underneath it, the adult's there, and he's trying to get him to reach out and grab my hand, and I'll save you. Let go of that branch. Grab my hand, I'll save you. Then I watched The Fast and Furious, and the guy's in his Grand National, and his girlfriend's on the back of the tanker car that's going to crash, and he's saying, reaching out his hand through his car window, jump and grab my hand. You got to let go. Jump and I'll save you. For some reason in those movies, you got to let go of something to save yourself or grab something else. Well, whenever you want to go to another level in your life, whether it's spiritual or whether it's in the natural, you got to let go of something and grab onto something else. It might be let go of an old habit and start grabbing onto a new one. The letter E stands for the word endurance, Matthew 24, 13. But those who endure to the end shall be saved. You know, I'm only using one word for this one because it's a word for both your soul and your spirit. Because when you get tired physically, you get tired emotionally. You get tired emotionally, you get tired spiritually. You just don't feel like fighting. You don't like feel like putting up the good fight and praying and really pressing in. That's why you need to take care of your physical body. And it's amazing right now, even with the, the virus going around and what they're telling us, you need to get plenty of sleep. You need to eat right. You need to keep your defense, your immune system up. And man, do we need to do that more than ever? Because when you work out, you eat, you do those things, you have better endurance. You can last longer. You don't give up so easy. And endurance is all about not quitting. The bulldog, its nose is slanted backwards. So when it grabs onto something, it'll hold on and it don't have to let go and continue to breathe. It'll just keep hanging in there. You know, when I say don't give up, that can become a habit. You start, you quit a class in high school, you quit a sporting event or, or something, and pretty soon your marriage gets tough, so you quit it. It can be, literally become a spirit. And so with God's help, you don't have to quit things. You don't have to give up. And Jesus' great example in Hebrews 12, it says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus knew that that sacrifice would be worth it. He was cross-eyed. In other words, he had that cross in his vision and knew if I can get to that cross and beyond that, it's going to hurt, it's going to be painful, but I'll be obedient to my father. He'll be pleased with me. But beyond that cross, literally thousands and thousands will be saved like you and me. We have the opportunity to go to heaven.
and to be saved from our sin through what Jesus did on that cross. You know, Jesus knew that sacrifice would be worth it. You have to have a vision of the victory. You have to have and be able to see the glory of the goal. You have to have a picture of the promise, and that'll give you endurance to finish the race. The letter S in the word press stands for submission. And it's about the kingdom of God and about the authority you need to walk under and submit to that authority. In Luke 9, 1 and 2, Jesus, he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over demons and to cure diseases. He sent them out to preach the kingdom and to heal the sick. Matthew 8, 5, 13. There's a great story about a centurion, a Roman soldier who went to Jesus and he said, I need you to heal my servant. And Jesus said, well, let's go to your house. We'll heal him. But the centurion being very sensitive to the Jewish laws and, and coming to Gentiles, he said, you just say the word and he'll be healed. I understand authority is what the Roman soldier told him. He said, when I say go to a, a soldier, they go. When I say come, they come. And the Bible says Jesus marveled at this man because he had such great faith that he understood that Jesus could just speak the word. He wouldn't even have to lay hands on him and his servant would be healed. That's what we need to have. We need to understand the power of authority and operate in that. And uh, the question is, are you under God's authority by making Jesus not just your Savior, but your Lord and your Master? Are you under the authority of a local church where you have a pastor that covers you? And I know this can get kind of out of hand or some pastors that are uh, trying to keep people under their feet or whatever the case may be. But when you have a pastor that has a heart of love and compassion like we do with Pastor John, he's not trying to control anybody's life at all. As a matter of fact, he says he has enough trouble controlling his own life like we all do. But he has a heart for people. He has a compassion for people. And then he just wants to cover you. And when you go to get married, you just say, hey, I'm thinking about getting married. He'll pray with you that you make the right decision. It's just a part of being covered by a church. Are you in submission to your husband and your wife? Are you in mutual authority there and submission one to another? As a child, are you submitted to your parents? See, it's all about authority. And when there's authority, then there's power to tread on serpents and scorpions of all power of the enemy. The last letter in the word press is the letter S. And it stands for speak the word. It's so important to take God's word and speak it into the atmosphere. There was a lady by the name of Sister Mary, when I was in San Antonio and just given my life to the Lord, that really challenged me. Uh, she gave me this book called Becoming a Prayer Warrior. Another title is Mighty Prayer Warrior. And I'm going to give you a link at that at the end of my message. But she looked at me and she said, isn't it important to write the law of God on the tablets of your heart? And I said, yeah, I believe it is. I remember I read that somewhere and I was a young Christian. And she said, well, how do you do that? And I thought a minute and I said, how do you do that? And she said, "In well, it's I think it was... Psalm 37 or 39, it says the tongue is a pen to the heart. And when you run the word of God over your tongue, it'll carve it on your heart. But not only that, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you speak God's word in the atmosphere, it can change the atmosphere. It really can. And when you think about being in a spiritual battle, just like in Luke 4, when Jesus was tempted, he was in a battle. He was fasting. The enemy come to him and would tempt him to turn the stones into bread. And Jesus would come back every time he got tempted and he would say, it is written. And he would speak the word of God to the enemy. I believe the word of God is the one thing the enemy has to bow his knee to. And if Jesus, the word of God, literally the word of God, spoke the word of God, then that's a great example for us. And so she challenged me to take this book, which is a great book about prayer and spiritual warfare. But the back of the book, it had prayers for every day of the week. A matter of fact, 
for uh, Sunday was favor with God, Monday favor with man or our government. Uh, Tuesday was vision, Wednesday spirit, soul, and body. You could pray for health and healing. Thursday is warfare and protection. Friday was priorities and finances. Saturday was family. So I'd go to one of those days and I would take those scriptures and I would take, it take literally five to seven minutes. So my challenge is for seven days, Pray the word of God for seven minutes. And it probably won't even take that long. For seven days, try to make a habit out of this. So you can take this book and you can go to the Thursday or one of the daily prayers will start on Thursday. And you can take the prayer and literally speak it in the atmosphere. Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus, our great high priest, who is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Father, I'm interceding for these ministries and my family. Thank you for hearing and answering my prayer. And you can go on and speak these into the atmosphere. And so the challenge is, start Thursday. You can go to our website, churchontherock.org. They'll have information on the screen and find the link. Actually, the link will actually be there to get to this whole book. There's a PDF file. When you go to evangelasian.org, resources, becoming a prayer warrior, There'll be a PDF file for this whole book, and the back of the book has those prayers. Also, we're going to have those prayers typed out by the day. They'll be on our app and on our website. You'll be able to go there. And my challenge, if we could find 77 people to go seven days for seven minutes, man, what a difference it would make speaking the Word of God over our city, over our church, over our nation, and over your family. So as I close, a reminder again to press in to the kingdom of God. Press into the things of God. The kingdom of God has been forcefully advancing and forceful men and women are pressing into it. Don't forget the letter P is for prayer. We need to kick up our prayer life and have a passion for the things of God. And ours righteousness. We are righteous through what Christ did and we stand on that righteousness. And then we need to reach beyond our ourselves and reach for more of God, reach to do more physically, reach, reach to do more emotionally and more uh, spiritually. And then we need to submit to God mainly and submit to those authorities over us. Even that's what we're doing right now. We're submitting to our local government where they said, we don't want you meeting together. And it's not a sin, so we can follow them if it's not a sin and doesn't go against us. We can still meet together online, connect together, do what we can to see victory over this virus that we're fighting. And the last one was speak the word. Again, so powerful to speak God's word because it goes forth. It does not come back void. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Hopefully we can start Thursday morning and speak the word of God out for seven minutes for seven days and see if that can become a habit to change our lives. God bless.